Here we go, here we go, here we go for another AEW Dynamite review. It is Thursday, it is September 14. I'm Mr. Warren Hayes. This is the Mr. Warren Hayes Show podcast, a pro wrestling podcast, which is why we're talking about AEW Dynamite, which is something that we review every week right here uh, on the podcast. Whether you're listening to this on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite podcast application, you've got it. It's happening. This is it. Uh, your highly anticipated uh, review. No, probably not all that anticipated. Let's be realistic. You know, there's a time. There's a time to promote, and there's a time to be real with people. And I think right now, <laughs> we just got to be. We have to be a little real here. Um, or maybe you are anticipating, and if, uh, if and if you are, well, you know, hat hat tip to you, and uh, thank you very much for being here. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, you know, you know the routine, uh, leave a like on uh, YouTube if uh, you're enjoying this so far. I don't know why you would, but, you know, you never know. Uh, or on, uh, or leave a subscription as well, draw, you know, make sure you don't miss out on anything, the Mr. Warren Hayes show itself, or uh, the collision reviews that we do on Sundays. Um, or, you know, just join me on your, fa- yeah, or yeah, yeah, not join me, don't, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you can join me here, that's great. But uh, uh, leave a, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. Those things are fantastic. Also help the growth of the podcast tremendously. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm usually very, not very good at these things and, uh, you know, getting all of these little details out. And I was true to form today. So it'll probably be a very good podcast, very good review that we will be doing here today, talking about the All Elite Wrestling program uh, that took place on September 13, 2023 from the Heritage Bank Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. 2,190 tickets distributed, according to WrestleTix, of course, as of uh, when we're recording this uh, right now, I'm you know, over lunch on Thursday. Set up for 3,254. I went, we talked, I went off slash talked about. Let's use both, let's use both terminologies uh, about uh, how attendance right now for AEW is not good and is kind of in the pits, uh, you know, sort of threw some ideas out there, you know, some kind of analysis as to why this is happening, why this is going on, is this related to CM Punk, etc., etc. Uh, I, you know, I've talked about this quite a bit on this week's Mr. Warren Hayes show. So if you, if you want some, you know, I, I, look, I'm not going to reiterate the points, is what I'm saying. I'm not going to, you know, spend another 30, 40 minutes uh, here as well talking about stuff that I just talked about a couple of days ago. Um, so, uh, so, you know, if you want to check that out, you, you're, you're more than welcome, but the, the, you know, in my perception right now, in my view, the, um, the talking points, uh, the, well, not, not necessarily the talking points, but the, uh, uh, the bullet points, that's what I was looking for, uh, are, are, are very simple is that, uh, attendance is down, uh, for all shows. And we're not just, it's not just a dynamite thing, you know, Collision, uh, Collision wasn't exactly tearing down the house down either. You know, it wasn't like suddenly doing uh, 10K on every venue that they were heading into. And that was despite the fact that they had CM Punk uh, there as the uh, as the flag bearer, the torch bearer of the show, right? Um, so attendance is down everywhere. Uh, and 
you know, I, I've, I'm wondering how much of a correlation there is between, um, between certain, um, uh, certain creative directions that AEW has been taking as opposed to, <coughs> excuse me, as opposed to just a couple of years ago when things were going very, very well. It could also be like just the, the veneer of the new thing sort of washing away as well. That's, you know, that's also, that, that's also a thing. Or how much has the past year of turmoil has had an impact, right? Because there have been multiple people who have been in and out of, of, of programming that, um, that are very much attached to the identity of uh, of AEW, so uh, you know there's um there's a lot of stuff here uh, to think about and look after, and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's not necessarily the greatest um, it, 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 as far as attendance goes. Uh, we're not in a good spot. Uh, you know, the, Arthur Ashe is still uh, not doing very good. Uh, and uh, you know we have Wrestle Dream coming up in 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 two weeks, which uh, I you know again isn't tearing down the house by any means. You know, of course, it's a new pay per view, it's a new brand. Uh, you know, for uh, for AEW uh, pay per view programming, so it doesn't have the uh, it doesn't have the um, uh, the uh, the connection that it might have with the with the base who might know more what to expect out of a full gear or a revolution, so on and so forth. Look, the point here right now on this show, on this review, all that we're, this is where we're going to leave it at, is that these numbers are not good. They really are not good. You know, I'd like to say it's concerning. I'm sure, you know, I would assume that there are people backstage there who are Concerned with the low attendance, right? Uh, from the, on the business aspect of it, I think it's completely fair. But at the same time, you know, again, this is my final point that, from what I, from what I, I, I talked about on Tuesday, if AEW is about to sign a very big rights deal, that's what everything is uh, is pointing to. Um, getting guaranteed money makes you not quite as stressed about your gates and the money made from gates, you suddenly don't become quite as uh, dependent to scratch and claw for a couple of hundred more seats or uh, you know a couple of thousand more pay-per-view buys. You have the guaranteed money, so maybe it's not that much of a concern either. But at the same time, it probably still is because an empty arena is a, you know, it's not, an empty arena doesn't come across great on television anyway. Again, Mr. Warren Hayes show proper uh, should be out there on your feeds and whatnot if you want to check that out. But we are going to start talking about Dynamite, which opened up with the AEW International title match where John Moxley, Cincinnati's own, successfully retained his title against Big Bill, who was accompanied to the ring by Richard Starks. I enjoyed this. I thought this was a good opener. I thought this was a lot of fun. I uh, got the local crowd really excited and into the show from the get-go. Uh, and uh, you know what? Moxley gave up a lot to Big Bill. I thought he was very generous with himself. Uh, you know, he, you know, Big Bill, of course, playing off the fact that Big Bill is big. 
you know, he Big Bill right now is AEW's big man. Like he he's the guy that everyone treats like a true to form big man. And uh, you know, he's he punches he being Bill punches Mox right in the jaw and Mox, you know, gets knocked off his feet. Uh he lands a sack of shit as well on Mox. They brawl on the floor and Mox gets thrown over the timekeeper's table. You see what I mean? He's just given a lot to 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 Bill here, and he bleeds, and Jesus, boy, oh boy, does he ever bleed, Mox does, not Bill, superplex by Mox, and a body, a boss man slam is uh, by uh, Big Bill, Mox get into, gets into a string of offense, you know, playing the hits, lands a cutter, but um, Bill rolls to the floor to avoid uh, any extra damage, Ricky Starks is out there as well, you know, he sort of pokes his nose into stuff, he's being a jerk, so that brings out Brian Danielson, who takes care of Ricky Starks, Big choke slam by Bill on Mox, who locks in a triangle on a standing uh, uh, Bill. And I thought they were going to do the, the the powerbomb spot, you know, that overdone cliche, you know, spot where, oh, the guy lifts the other guy from a triangle. But no, uh, Bill ended up tapping. I think they did tease it, but uh, but Bill ended up tapping in this. Danielson was holding Ricky Starks back so he couldn't go break up the pin. I I thought this was a very good little opener. I enjoyed it. Good 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 little good little brawl we had here. After the match, this uh, Big Bill and uh, Ricky Starks beat up on Danielson and Mox. Claudio runs in for the save. He also he actually carries Bill on his shoulders like as if he was in a as if he was going to dump him like he's he's fireman carry fireman carrying him. So yeah, no, we're continuing this angle here. It's continuing on collision as well. It all looks good to me. Roderick Strong and the Kingdom are interviewed backstage. They're with, uh, of course, Rene Piquette. Uh, before <clears throat> before Strong gets uh, anything really worthwhile in, Adam Cole arrives and uh, he asks Strong to reconsider the fight because Samoa Joe is going to break his neck. And Strong just blows him off. Friendships. Tony Schiavone is in the ring. He introduces Don Callis. Don Callis, of course, comes out with Kaneske Takeshita. Callis calls, says, excuse me, that Takeshita is better than, he's better than the best. He's better than the greatest, better than Ricky Dozan, Maeda, Sakaguchi, Choshu, Okada, and Inoki. Says he's beaten Kenny Omega twice in seven days, so that that makes Kanuske not just an ace but the alpha. And then they point to the to the Tony Tron, and then there's a big alpha logo with a a, a wolf. So a so they're 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 going to be going with this. This is going to be Kanuske Takeshita's performer nickname, the Alpha. I don't hate it. I think it's fine. It's a nice, you know, the Alpha and the Omega. It's all over. It's all good to me. Don reveals the next, uh, who's next on the hit list for the Callis family. And that is Kota Ibushi. As he says, Kenny Omega's living, breathing heart. And the painting, which is in the ring, which was uh, covered, the painting that we had that we teased last week is here, and it is a painting of 
Ibushi cowering as Takeshita prepares to stab him with a, uh, I believe the correct term is a wakizashi. Shout out to Mel Coleman, who's just punching them out. Um, so yeah, so they have the painting and Callus then stabs the painting right in Coda's face with the screwdriver. And there's a bouquet of roses there. Oh, we got streamers and flowers and everything here in this one too. I forgot to mention when when Takeshita was announced as you know being the 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 alpha, we had streamers. It, it, we, we back in Japan, just, we were in Japan for a second here. Blackpool Combat Club are backstage. Danielson says uh, he loves it when things escalate because they are escalators. Or something. Uh, he challenges Starks and uh, Big Bill to a tag team match against himself and Claudio on collision. Bring back Dave Taylor and you've got the uh, team uppercut all back together again. Mock starts to talk and then uh, Phoenix comes in and, uh, you know, because he's fighting Mox for the international title at, um, at Grand Slam next week. So, uh, so there's a big commotion there. But amidst the commotion is a very calm, very collected Eddie Kingston who just stands there, stares at Claudio, and just says one more week and he cackles. Rene Paquette is interviewing Hook backstage. And when I say interviewing, trying to get him to speak words, Orange Cassidy arrives. He says he's just walking around and he sees Hook being, and he was wondering why Hook is angry and why, why is he all mad and Hook tells him he's a great champion. Orange says he is too. They fist bump. And then Orange Cassidy tells Renee that he is still so tired. Now, look. Remember last week when I said, you know what, I'd keep Orange Cassidy off television to sell the beating he took by, by Mox, right? Last week, he just came to the ring to say, you know, I'm still going to be here. I'm like, all right. And then the way, and then they use him this week, but in another pre-tape. Like, and not a pre-tape, but a backstage segment. He wasn't, he didn't come out at all. He wasn't in front of the audience and all that. There really was no, there really is no point to, to keep him on TV if this is all we're doing and he's coming in and he's doing bits. I, you know what I mean? I think it would have been a lot more useful for him to take time off really sell the beating because when he does return when he when he he would have returned blown the roof off the place then we had the AEW World Title Grand Slam 4 Way Eliminator where Tony Storm defeated Britt Baker Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida good little match short as hell um, Sheeta lends a springboard crossbody to the floor. German and hip attack by Tony Storm. Suplex by Sheeta. And, uh, uh, and, uh, after that, uh, Britt Baker teases a super kick on her. And they're like, oh, tension. Yeah. Everyone is friends. Everyone has tension with their friends in AEW. Friendships. Uh, there's a beast bomb by Nyla Rose. Sheeta avoids a beast bomb as well. Britt Baker stomps Sheeta, but Tony Storm rolls her up for the win. After the match, Sheeta's a little mad at uh, Britt Baker. 
for having stomped her. Renee Piquette is backstage again. She's chatting it up with Soraya and Ruby Soho. Uh, Soraya congratulates Tony but calls her crazy. She says she's uh, she's not going to lose her match next week. Because she's fighting Tony Storm, it turns out. So the 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 outcasts coming apart at the seams. These friendships, more friendships. You see what I'm getting at? Starting to see a theme here. Oh, we're not done. The sex gods make their entrance. Now, I, I want to address something here. Earlier this week, I believe uh, Don Callis made a a a, a um, uh, made a or attempted to make a grammatical correction to the to the to the name Le Sex Gods, right? Saying that in French, Le is French. And then it would have to be le, L-E-S, right? L-E-S is plural. And since there are gods, they are gods, plural, it should be le sex gods, which is, which I understand. But the thing here that I want to point out is that this, it depends on what you're trying, what, what the le, what the determinant here is pointing at. Because you can, because... If he, if you do it singular, if you do it plural and say the sex gods, les sex gods, and he's right, that means that they are gods of sex, right? They are both gods of sex. But le sex gods means that they are gods of of the of the sex of you know like the concept of. So both, what I'm trying to say is that both are are okay. Both are passable. And just, you can be sex gods or gods of the sex. You can be sex gods or gods of sex. That's what I'm trying to say. There you go. And when they say le sex gods, I agree. It sounds a little, it sounds a little dopey in French, but... You can understand what they're trying to say here. They're trying to say they are gods of sex as opposed to sex gods. So it's not necessary. It doesn't necessarily have to be plural. Does that make sense? I don't think I'm making. I don't think I'm making a ton of sense. Look, I've, I I am operating on three hours of sleep today, folks. Three hours of sleep, but I'm not complaining. I'm not bitching. And I and, and you know I want to make these videos for you because you deserve them. These reviews, review videos, but I feel like I'm a little scattered. I'm not going to lie. My brain feels a little like mush today, but I do want to point this out. Le sex gods is not necessarily a grammatical error like Don Callis was pointing out. You can be gods of sex or sex gods. Now, if they were going for we are sex gods, then yes, the, 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 it should be plural. L-E-S. I agree. But if they're saying we are gods of sex, I can't believe we're talking about this. Look, I, I, so they come down for the promo. I'm not breaking this down bit by bit, okay? You've all seen it. But the key, the, the key points are this. Lots of history 
behind this match, they've been friends for four years, through highs and lows, thick and thin, ups and downs, so on and so forth. Jericho shows an emotional video package on the Tony Tron. I'm like, okay, what are we what are we doing? What's what's this about? Um uh, and Jericho talks about seeing Sammy on the NWA 70th anniversary show, and he was so blown away by him. And he got Tony Khan to hire him. Shout out NWA. And then, and then they're both exchanging pleasantries with each, with each other and how they like each other because they're friends, see? Friendships. And they have to do what they can to beat each other, you know? Because Sammy has to know if he can fly on his own and the only way to do that is to defeat Chris Jericho and Jericho is setting, setting him up as, his, uh, as uh, Sammy's litmus test. If you can beat me, you'll be a superstar. Because <clears throat> they're friends. Friendships. There's a theme. It's everywhere. On this show. Friendships falling apart or friendship. Look. <clears throat> the, your main event for Wembley Stadium was built around... Two guys being best friends and having to prove to each other, to one another, that, you know, despite the friendship, they could be on top of the hill, right? And that by, you know, whoever beats the other will bring out the best. And this is essentially the same thing. And then you have Sheeta and uh, you have Sheeta and, and, and Britt Baker who are, you know, the, at odds with each other. Everyone is friends. It's all friendships. Your main event is the everything with Roderick Strong, and we're going to talk about this, but it's all friendships. All friendships. Can, can people just beat on each other because they don't like each other? Or they just have, you know, stuff to settle? They want to get a bigger cut of the uh, of the purse. They want the winner's cut of the purse. I don't mind these angles whatsoever, but now I feel like they're up and down the the the, the card here. What are we doing? We get an MJF pre-tape from last week after uh, Dynamite, where um, basically they established that his uh, neck injury is keeping him from traveling this week, so he's not in uh, Cincinnati. But he both he takes the opportunity to talk shit on both Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe, and does the Steiner Math promo because he's fighting Samoa Joe. But he does the Steiner Math promo to prove that he's going to beat Joe. And I am floored as to how flawless his execution was here. Just spectacular, lightning fast, didn't miss a beat, got all the inflections and tensions, and we even had Adam Cole playing Petey Williams in this one. I, I look I know the Steiner Math promo is a little played out everyone has seen it multiple times and yes it's funny and yes it's one of the all timers you know but it's kind of like you know the cream rises to the top when it comes to Macho Man we, every, we've all seen it yes it's great it's all you know it's a little played out but I gotta say this was that was rad as hell when he started off I was like oh. 
when he says because I'm because I'm not normal you know when he says I, I, see I don't even know the promo by heart when I'm not normal I'm a genetic freak I'm like oh really you know I sort of groan but the cadence it spectacular stuff fun little come callback to let's be honest stop being such a curmudgeon curmudgeon worn curmudgeon haze. Adam Page defeated Adam Page defeated Brian Cage. This was a great match. It was my match of the night. And we're getting moves galore on this one. Um Cage catches uh uh pa Cage catches Page off of a pescado, but uh Hangman reverses it into a hurricane. He even lands a tiger faint kick, and he seems impressed that he pulled it off. He's like, I didn't know I was able to do this. Look at that. Uh, Swerve comes out to check out the match outside uh, in, uh, outside in German by um, uh, Brian Cage, which is always a fantastic spot. And he gets a good heat segment, gets a power slam in, goes for a moonsault. Page rolls out of the way. Hangman clotheslines uh, both dudes to the floor. Uh, back in the ring, uh, uh, like, you know, they're going hard on each other is what I'm trying to say here. This is the point I'm trying to make. As I'm breaking this down. Uh, Cage bicep curls Adam Page. But he reverses out of that into a crucifix bomb. Which was really cool. Orihara moonsault. Follows buckshot lariat is attempted. But it's interrupted. Cage has him up on his shoulders. Uh, like he's setting him up for that uh, F5 gimmick. But uh, Page transitions it into a roll up. Which was really sweet. And it's a dead eye that gets the job done. For Hanger on this one. I thought this was really good. This was. Uh, I thought this was great. I thought this was a great television match. Just great stuff. After the match, Adam Page doesn't think Swerve has the balls to come and face him and that they're there in Prince Nana's Burger King Burger King ass crown. Not exactly not exactly the most topical of burns, but okay. Nana, of course, has been around all this time and he is fantastic. Swerve Strickland gets on the microphone, says, what's up, turd? I don't know when I'm going to get bored of that. That's really funny. He uh, challenges Paige uh, to a match on October 1st at WrestleDream. Cage then attacks Hangman from behind and Prince John Nana. Jana? Nana joins in, uh, landing a few stomps on, on his own and then starts dancing because... That's a, a tremendous gimmick. And uh, the Young Bucks run in from behind to make the save. Cage has a super kick party. And uh, so does Nana, who turns around and much to his demise, his uh, surprise and his demise. He eats uh, super kicks as well. I thought this was a good segment. Um, it's a good segment and Swerve is fantastic. Look, I'll... These are two of my favorite uh, guys in AEW right now that are that are in a feud. Adam Page and 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 Swerve Strickland and like I've talked about and we'll probably talk about it when we end up previewing inevitably previewing uh um uh Wrestle Dream we will, the um this is a match that's set up by two guys, like two stars, two dudes that you're like either of these guys could win. And uh, and it makes sense. So you know it 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 feels good to have these types of matches where it's you don't feel like the 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 
the conclusion is for uh, is foregone. This is very good, actually. I enjoy it. Rene Paquette is interviewing Dan Garcia backstage. Um, he talks about, uh, you know, she starts talking about Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, and he's like, hey, hey, can we talk about me and how I've been going viral and some footballers did his dance or whatever? Good, I mean, good for him. I mean, you know, he, we have been purporting for the longest time here on this program that the, um, you know, a guy in black tights, uh, black tights and black boots, he is no more. He is a, he's got the personality down. So that's, it's not new. Not new if you're, not new if you're listening to the Mr. Warren Hayes show at the very least. Don Callis arrives to sweet talk. Um, Garcia into joining the Don Callis family, but Garcia shushes him, does some hip thrusts, and uh, and we, we 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 hit the bricks. We're done. We get a video package of Jade Cargill returning uh, last week on uh, or a few days ago was on uh, Collision, right? Yeah, it was just a couple of days ago on Collision. Uh, and they're running Statlander versus Jade on Rampage this week. Um, and there's a report coming out from 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 Fightful apparently that um, there is talk that uh, Jade might be on her way out of AEW and that she uh, might actually be heading to WWE, which would explain why they're running the match so quickly on Friday. Uh, I mean, these are reports, right? I'm not sitting here and telling you that this is a thing that's happening. But, uh, you know, if, the, if it does happen, I think it's a significant story that we will cover properly. But, you know, my off the top of my head in, you know, it, it just, uh, uh, you know, shooting from the hip here without, you know, knowing the, the details or the reality or so on and so forth. Uh, and I, again, this is something that I've purported for a while. Jay Cargill will thrive if she ever goes to WWE. And to think the opposite is being blind and not quite understanding how things go in WWE, she will thrive there. She's in a she's in a uh, in a promotion where work rate is a little more valuable than it is for WWE fans. Um Jade has all the tools to be a true to form superstar and um I don't think like a superstar both in the in the Oxford Dictionary sense, but also in the WWE sense. Um, they don't care that she's, you know, average at best in the ring. They really don't care. She's got a whole bunch of other attributes that they can use. So, oh, again, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But as it stands right now, um... Where this is what's happening with her, we might just be seeing the end, uh, the 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 final, the swan song of Jade Cargill. But look, coming back, you know, le you know, putting someone over in the ter before leaving the territory, uh, you know, you can't falter for doing the right thing, right? If this is what indeed is happening, because watch, look, who knows? Maybe this week on Rampage. She might just end up with uh she might just end up with the uh with the title again, right? Probably not. <laughs> I haven't seen the spoilers and we're not a we don't do spoilers here on the show. 
Darby Allen and Nick Wayne defeated uh, 2.0. This was all right. Look, and I've got nothing much to add to it. Honestly, like, it was fine, but I got no notes for you. Um, Darby and Nick get a win. They both do stereo dives at the same time. Darby does a, a dive to the floor. Coffin drop by Darby. After the match, though, Christian Cage, who was on commentary during the uh, during the uh, uh, during the match, he gets on the uh, house mic, says uh, Nick's mom doesn't post enough bikini pics on Instagram, but he slid into her DMs nonetheless. He challenges Darby versus Sting, Darby and Sting, excuse me, versus himself and Luchasaurus at Grand Slam next week. So. There will probably be more friendships angles with AR Fox. Friendship angles everywhere. Tell me when I'm telling lies. And then this leads us to the main event where A uh, for the AEW uh, World Title Grand Slam and Eliminator Tournament Finals, Samoa Joe. Defeated Roderick Strong. I enjoyed this match a great deal. Joe was just throwing Roderick around. And uh, Strong lads land some, some chops. But Joe manages to overpower him. Because let's not forget, Roderick Strong's chops, they're some of the most severe in the biz. And this gets real physical. And I'm liking it. But Joe is just, he's fucking manhandling Rod. Uh, Strong picks at uh, Samoa Joe. Missile drop kick. Joe with the Manhattan dropkick senton sequence and the running elbows and a knee strike by Roderick Strong, which is always a good time. Uranagi by Joe. The kingdom interferes. Roderick Strong is able to get off an Olympic slam here on Samoa Joe, but the Kikina clutch gets the job done. Of course, Strong, just like his previous match in the tournament, wrestled without the neck brace. Joe here at the end of the match cuts an Cuts an excellent promo for next week, you know, saying that the prophecy has come true and he's fighting MJF. And I know a lot of people, I think a lot of people were expecting Roderick Strong, but honestly, I think this is, this is the better, this is the better match, the bigger match for, for, uh, for Grand Slam. And it might generate a little business because Joe is cool as hell. Samoa Joe is cool as hell. And, you know, I want to preface, uh, I want to just add a little something here. I feel like I, I, you know, I touch on this a little bit every time, but here we are again. There was a time people were saying Samoa Joe is washed. He can't do it anymore. <clears throat> and I think that it this stemmed from his stint in WWE where people, you know, where, you know, things are a little more uh, boxed in, right? You're, you're, you know, you have to follow certain patterns and whatnot and, it didn't quite work for Samoan Joseph. Um, but, uh, you know, he's not 2005, 2006, 2007 Samoa Joe. Like, he's not that guy anymore. And he'll never be that guy anymore. He's old. His body took a lot of beatings. And, but he's adapted what he's able to do into what he is today. Just a the coolest bastard on the block and with these explosive bursts of offense where you're like, how is he pulling this shit off? How is he doing this? Every time. And that's tremendous. 
he knows how to work a Samoa Joe 2023 matches light years away from what he used to do 15, 17 years ago, whatever. Uh, my math is terrible, per usual. You get what I mean. Uh, they're completely different things. But a 2023 Samoa Joe match is still tremendous. And it is still good. And to think that people... <coughs> excuse me, people legitimately believed that this guy was done just a few years ago. He can't do it anymore. He's out of shape. He's slow. He's found his pace. He's tremendous again. Just the coolest guy. So he cuts his promo. He leaves. Adam Cole makes his entrance. And then as Adam Cole approaches the ring, Roderick Strong sees him and he's being attended to by the... Uh, by the kingdom and Rod just like he sees him and instantly the minute he sees him drops to his back going ow ow and complaining and overselling and he gets stretchered out as the kingdom just they they're going after Adam Cole they're just like berating him they're like this yo no get the fuck out of here you were never here for him and quite honestly Roderick Strong is funny as hell here he's like Adam I can't see you He's on the stretch. He's going, Adam! What a perfect... Like, you, you know when commentary was saying he's a manipulator and so on? There you go. This was tremendous. So they, you know, they, 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 they gurney him back. They stretcher him back next to the um, next to the ramp coming down. So Adam Cole and, and, and the, you know... The uh, the kingdom are playing defense here. They're pushing Adam Cole away. They're like, no, you're not coming close here. So Adam Cole is climbing up the ramp. And he's sort of shouting down at the kingdom who are shouting back up at him. And then Samoa Joe, Joe just comes out of nowhere and Kikina clutches Adam Cole. <coughs> just like he did that one time in NXT. And telling you to the camera, Max, I'm going to take everything from you. Friendships. friendships you know maybe it is best for wrestlers to turn on their friends because it, it feels like their friends all end up being liabilities and also be, start overwhelming us with the same with the, with variants of the same angle all within the same period in the same show I, I look. I I don't want to sound too down. I thought this was a fine episode of Dynamite, like an okay episode of Dynamite, um, that had wrestling, good wrestling, like lots more good stuff than not. Uh, you know, I think some of the promo stuff tonight was it didn't quite speak to me. Like the you know the Chris Jericho stuff and the you know the feel good warm things. You know they're going really hard into making us feel like uh this Sammy Guevara thing. Here, here's my official prediction for Grand Slam for this match. I think Jericho wins. Because Jericho's standing there. I, I know I'm doubling back on the promo. We've already talked about it. But Jericho's standing in the ring and he's saying, you know, you know, if you're if you want to be the best, you have to beat me. And they're like, motherfucker, Jericho, you haven't won a singles match from in any big circumstance for months. And who has been talking about that on this on this 
on this review show and on the Mr. Warren Hayes podcast. Well, it's Warren Hayes because it's my it's my stuff. I've been talking about this on a regular basis where Jericho needs some heat back because all he does is fucking lose. So now he's in the ring telling Sammy Guevara, hey, Sammy, if you want to be the best, you have to beat me. Well, you know who else beat you, Chris Jericho? <laughs> you know? Uh, Ricky Starks? Is he the best? Action Andretti? Will Ospreay? What am I forgetting? Yeah, like Darby Allen, right? What are we doing here? Like it's, you know. I've been saying, look, Jericho needs some heat back. So my prediction for Grand Slam, Jericho wins. Sammy's gonna go have a baby. Let let the boy go spend some time with his lovely bride and 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 their newborn girl. Just you know, just spend a couple of weeks together. These you know these opening moments of the, they're, they're crucial and they're important. And then fucking have Jericho would just be a. I hope he wins in shit heel fashion. Is what I'm saying. I hope he I hope he does it completely dastardly because. If the plan is to make, I should have talked about this earlier, but like I told you, I'm working on three hours of sleep here. Help me out here, guys. Bear with me. Because if Jared, look, if the idea is to make sure that Sammy Guevara stays a a baby face, Sammy Guevara as a baby face is one of the hardest fucking cells in pro wrestling. And at this point, I think... I think Tony Khan sees it as a personal challenge. He says, I'm going to get this guy over as a baby face. Whereas everyone is like, no, he's such a better heel. What are you doing? So you have Sammy lose like hard. Even have him do a stretcher job if you want, you know. And Jericho, is a, you know, he's a son of a bitch. So when, so when. Sammy does come back for ultimately what we could assume to be a pay-per-view match. Well, he's already got, he's been away. He's got the crowd sympathy and he comes back. The babyface Sammy is still a, a, a terribly hard sell. It is. Ending this uh, review is very simple though, because I just have to say we're done. I don't have to check with anyone. I don't have a producer. I don't have, uh, you know, someone, uh, a timekeeper. I can end this whenever I want. I could end this right now to be a little abrupt. But we're still going to end it. Uh, not just as abruptly. I'm going to take the time to thank you all for joining me today on the uh, AEW Dynamite review. And uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. And, you know, I'll give you one last pitch for a like. Uh, and some ratings and some reviews uh, wherever you can drop those again they help grow the podcast tremendously and uh, I'll also inform you that I will be back on Sunday for the collision review and back then on Tuesday for the live recording of the Mr. Warren Hayes show which happens on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes at 7 p.m. Eastern and I hope to see you there that's what I'll do before ending the podcast which I'm going to do right now with my usual greeting outro I'll see you next time